Ladies and gentlemen, this is an auspicious day. What a day! What a fabulous day! It is, in fact, a red letter day. Today marks the dawning of a new episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. Featuring Parker. If at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking till you do succeed. <laughs> and Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Two premier content creators promoting the healthiest brand integrity in the world. Tell them what they've won, Spider. The way I see it, this should be a very dynamite show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris. With me, as always, is Parker. And, dude, why do you make me do this shit? Like, how come I'm stuck doing movies like this? I know. I know. I may just sit through Stephen King month. I know there's some there's some clunkers on there. But this is the second time I've had to watch Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. Sounds like a court case. And this time I had to watch the three hour version, the ultimate cut. What? Why? What's the point here? Because hell hath no fury like an autist scorn, Chris. You thought you were so fucking funny with, oh, the Tommyknockers, that's a movie that's real. You should watch it. You should scour YouTube to find this thing that no one acknowledges. Who's laughing now, Chris? You thought those three-hour TV series were so funny. How many jars of piss were in the Tommyknockers, Chris? I would have killed for an intentionally funny moment in this stupid, joyless movie. Oh, you didn't think Jesse Eisenberg brought a lot of levity? Before we get into this execution here, uh, we're not going to do a new segment. We already did enough last time. It's uh, not like anything big has happened anyway. Yeah. But, uh, the world's not in flames around us while we talk about superheroes punching each other. Exactly. Uh, so I I did watch a movie today that I, I was very happy that I watched, but I'm never going to watch it again. It's a 1991 Chinese movie called Raise the Red Lantern. Uh, this is a spectacular movie it's a visual treat just like a feast for the eyes i hate using cliches like that but it really is it uses color extremely well you've heard about the color series like uh uh couleur rouge trois couleur blanc trois couleur bleu but this one i don't I think... see color series chris you know uh, that about me that's <laughs> that's right uh but this one uses red extremely well you can just i mean the way that they filmed this is just incredible and the cinematography is great too uh, the performances are just top-notch. Basically, the idea is this woman in, like, 1920s China gets chosen to be uh, one of the mistresses or brides or really a, effectively a concubine for this warlord in China. And uh, it's a very joyless movie, much like the one we watched today. And even then, there's also, there's also no likable characters, much like the movie we watched today. But... The difference here is this is about the cattiest movie I have ever seen. This whole movie is some sort of high school girls fight. And I again, I'm not trying to like run down women or anything here. This is very much a movie that speaks to women. And more importantly than that, as a man, I could watch it and say that this speaks to society and some of the... I wouldn't say the mask that we put on. I'm not watching a Jim Carrey movie here, but it's about like the falsity of a whole lot of relationships that we cultivate because ultimately we're just trying to get something. Ayn Rand once said that uh, altruism doesn't exist. And I have to split from her as I split from her on just about every single thing she's ever said. But this movie would probably back up her point that we're, we're trying to act in a certain way in order to get something. 
And I don't know if this movie has any sort of romance or love in it, even with, you know, four different wives. There's, it's totally a loveless movie. Uh, but, you know, surprisingly enough, it was actually banned in China for a little bit afterwards. Uh, Parker, your thoughts on 1991 Chinese movies that you're never going to watch. I watched a similar movie called Raise the Green Lantern, where hotshot oh, pilot on, Hal come Jordan on. comes into contact with the magic ring that gives him boundless powers. Well, you know, that is the best superhero movie that Ryan Reynolds has ever made. Either way, Correct. Raise the Red Lantern... On your top five for that year. So, oh, Raise the Red talking. Lantern... Are you still there? Yeah. So, Raise... <laughs> I, I will defend that choice. Deadpool's a great movie. But uh, for Raise the Red Lantern, I'm probably never going to watch it again for the same reason that I'm never going to watch The Crowd again, although there is a key difference here. I have a certain tolerance for depressing movies. Back when I was first really getting into critically acclaimed movies, I, I could I could buy it. It's like, hey, not every movie has to have a Hollywood ending. Sometimes there are sad endings. Sometimes there are neutral endings. Like, The Fox and the Hound has a very neutral ending. Uh, and, I, hey, I like that movie. It's really good. But sometimes there's a sad ending. Uh, West Side Story has a very sad ending. It's essentially Romeo and Juliet, but you know, a thousand times better. And... I can get into it. It's like, it has a sad ending for a reason. It's trying to make a statement here. It's trying to, you know, it has a purpose. For The Crowd, it's a 1928 silent movie. I can't recommend it to anyone. I think it's one of the best movies ever made, but I didn't like it and I can't recommend it to anyone because it obliterated my soul. That made me so upset, so sad that I was actually angry. Uh, another silent movie that's kind of like that is 1924's Greed, which was never really what completed by show? Eric Von Stroheim. <laughs> what I, are we doing? I, look, I figure if we go long enough, you'll fall asleep and we won't have to talk about Batman v Superman. I mean, you keep talking about these silent pictures. <laughs> there was a time where movies didn't have sound. You had to imagine what their voices sounded like. There was no sweet, junky XL sound. <laughs> That's what that's what Eric von Stroheim's greed was missing <laughs> all this time. Chris, it's funny because he said you'll never watch it again. I feel like he said something similar after leaving the theater, after watching Batman v Superman. Well, that's true. So cast your mind back. There I was. Chris, do you remember this is the first time we had like an actual voice-to-voice -voice conversation was you driving home from this movie oh my god you're right yeah you calling me going what the fuck was that yeah okay so i was on a date i was on a date with a girl named Must be nice. Annie. I... okay yeah anyway <laughs> so we staying got on brand as always she was like yeah let's go see a movie you know batman v superman i was like yeah you know get to know each other boy we did that movie's like two and a half hours long in theaters mm. little did i know <laughs> so we walk out and there's like a bar right outside. She's like, yeah, let's go there, get a couple drinks. And she was like, are you okay? And I was just sitting there, like my hand was kind of like going nuts. I was kind of like grabbing my beer and like kind of like slamming it on the table and just like grabbing the table. I was like, fine, fine. I'm just, you know, you know, that's, that's fine. I just don't know why Lex Luthor had hair. You know, I'm, I'm just, and as I would go, I was like, no, but the, you know, the movie was really good. She's like, you know, the soundtrack I was like, oh yeah, the, the, the you know, soundtrack was really good. She's like, you know, Wonder Woman was a, uh, Wonder Woman was in it, and she, she was pretty cool. It's just like, so Doomsday comes in there. He doesn't even say anything. Who's he supposed to be? He can just combine blood with a dead Kryptonian. He can make him, like, an evil god. Has no one ever tried this before? Yeah, it was great. So uh, I majored in communications and journalism. So no second date, but that's fine. No, we got, like, a couple more out of it. But still, that movie blows. Or blue. This movie's blue. really good. It blew. It, the, I have to admit, the ultimate cut... Or, boy, there's like two different editions. There's one that was labeled the Extreme Edition. Either way, 
I, I kind of feel like they're two different movies. I have to admit, getting the three-hour version was a lot easier to understand. Because the first time around, I was just like, they're in the desert now, there's terrorists, what's going on here? Yeah, like, it's the weirdest thing. With three hours of this movie, you can almost see, like, this is almost a good movie at times. Like, things yes. make sense. Yes. That at watching theater, you're like, wait, why wouldn't he leave in that 30-second scene? Why wouldn't he leave in them saying, oh, by the way, the exploding wheelchair was lined with lead so we couldn't see it? Because if you watch it in theaters, you leave going, wow, Superman's a fucking idiot, and now he's dead. Mm-hmm. Well, at first I thought, wouldn't he be able to like hear it ticking or something like that? But then I kind of rationalized it with Lex Luthor would be able to design it so Superman couldn't see it or something. And things like, oh no, they cut out the part where Lex Luthor's paying the people in prison to murder the people with the Bat Brand. Now that was so in the a movie, it just looks like Batman's letting people get murdered in prison, and Superman's an idiot who can't see a bomb, and then they fight for no reason. No, you've read like, a comic book once your once in your life, right? Uh, a couple times. Yeah, you fucking dork, idiot, nerd. What so the fuck? here it comes. Because this was my big question the first time I watched it, and like I said, as soon as I got out of that date, the first thing I did is I actually dialed up your number. First time ever, I was just like, what the hell did I just watch? So, uh, You sought answers and got nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had so, none for you. So he brands the people now. So this is kind of like that, uh, it was the Frank Miller comic, The Dark Knight Returns. Boy. Yeah. Right? You should read some Frank Miller. If you want to watch a guy just really work through some midlife crisis issues, <laughs> read his post 9-11 comic about terrorists. It's... I... Wait, I... Oh, I've heard boy. horrendous things about that. Oh, you are correct. I Okay, guys, I, I've written about this extensively before. I don't have anything against comics. I think in many ways they're America's literature, but I just... I, I have, like, a million other books I've got to read and a million other movies and TV shows and video games and stuff i got to get to. So comics haven't really, you know, crossed my eyes yet. I swear I'll get around to them one of these days. Now, that being said, why does he brand them? Because it looks fucking sick, dude. That's, that's it? There, that's my no summary. actual good reason here? I mean, I'm sure there is some reason. But let me summarize this entire movie. It's Zack Snyder looking at a scene and going, Hey, wouldn't it be cool if... And then insert whatever cool slow motion shots in that scene. No, here's... there is no plot. There are no... I mean, there are plot threads. Boy, are there 45 plot oh threads. Oh, God, are there. But it all just leads to, like, wouldn't it be really cool if they did this? And then wouldn't it be really cool if there was a nuke? And then wouldn't it be cool if Doomsday showed up? And then wouldn't it be cool if Wonder Woman was there? Mm-hmm. Now, I have to wonder, how would you classify this movie in terms of a genre? I mean, is superhero not a genre at this point? Well, I it s- is not this genre, and I, I'm glad you said that. You just activated my trap card, bitch, because oh, this is not a, a superhero movie. It's oh, not. No, I have to talk you know about why? comic books now. Because a superhero only joins in there for the last 15 minutes. Wonder Woman is the only hero. You never actually feel like Superman or Batman are heroes during the course of this movie. Who do they, whomst, do they save when, <laughs> like, okay... Yeah, obviously Superman always saves Lois Lane. Was that supposed to be funny when Lex Luthor pushed her off of that uh, big <laughs> building and he just saves her? I thought that was a joke. That's like, uh, I never actually watched this movie, but I hear it's like this, is the uh, the Brady Bunch movie, how it's like kind of satirical. <laughs> was that not supposed to be satirical? Where he just, yeah, you know what, I can just push you off here. He's at the top of the world and he's going to come save you. You know, because that's what he does. He's he like is. a computer program just to save you. And lone fucking behold, he does. 
So, I mean, that there's one. And whom does Batman save? Just all those uh, girls in the uh, in the dungeon? He saves Martha Kent after he burns that man to hell. Yeah, okay, he yeah. Saves you're right, he saves that man to a her. fiery, fiery grave, just like Batman does, who doesn't use guns or kill people. Oh, Don't worry about it. Look, we'll go through this movie start to finish eventually. And I just want to stay at the top. It's okay to like this movie. Oh, yeah. It's fine. Yeah. I, I'm not... I'm, it's okay. okay to like movies. It's, We're not trying to change your mind. Okay. It's in, fine. In fact, uh, I'm going to go even further here. If you think that this movie is not just fine or okay, but in fact, do you think this movie is really good? I am totally in favor of that. Because like, I can see how... much I how, wish I loved this movie? I, I, can, I can totally see if someone like really liked this. You know, because this is not a horrendous disaster. You know, terrible, awful movie. I this sometimes I overexaggerate. I mean, I, I mean, come on. Yeah, exactly. Suicide Squad. Look, if you like Suicide Squad, you got bad taste in movies. I mean, I, well, I, mean, yeah, I can't. It's okay to like a movie, anymore. but your taste is bad, and I don't want to talk to you. But that's that, fine. Yeah, exactly. You know, because you don't have to talk to me. I'm an asshole. Exactly. My personality is toxic. You don't want to be my friend, regardless. It's okay to like a bad movie. I like several of them. Yeah, it's I mean, okay. One of my all-time favorite movies is Strange Brew. I liked uh, what was that Zack Snyder movie that was? Her? I liked Sucker Punch when I first saw it. Oh, okay, boy. So that's gonna be a bonus episode. I can feel look, it in my bones. See, I, I haven't seen that movie since it came out, so I don't know. But uh, okay, so and again, I just really don't feel this is a superhero movie. Wonder Woman. And I guess we can say at the top. Look. We know what happened with Zack Snyder on Justice League. Oh yeah, we're not. No, we're not none of this is personal. Yeah. Yeah. We wish you all the best in your life, but I hate your movie. Yeah. I'm sorry. So it starts off, as uh, movies ought to, with another funeral scene. Uh, <laughs> uh, a fitting portention of the events that are about to unfold. Uh, now, I've heard from a lot of people that this scene was one of their favorites in the entire movie, like with the uh, the beads on the necklace. Are you fucking... Oh. I am not kidding. Everyone keeps when saying I turn this, this on. Part. When I saw that this movie opened, not with the scene from Man of Steel that I thought it did, mm -hmm. but with his parents getting shot in the alley again, I was very close to texting you and asking if you wanted to watch something else. <laughs> now, I have to admit that uh, w when it comes to this scene, I think I understand why they included it in this movie. Uh, first of all, people, I, I have to give a brief aside. If my microphone sounds weird or the audio sounds kind of weird, I'm actually recording this outside right now. It's 40 degrees, so... I'm not really sure how long this is going to last because I'm also recording it at 2.30 in the morning so I don't wake up my father. I visited home uh, just to, you know, check up on him, make sure he's okay and stuff like that and go to the NBA and shit like that. So that just letting you know because we've had podcasts in the past where I've sounded weird. Anyway, the reason why I think they included his parents getting killed at the beginning is because this is the first time you actually see Batman within the DCEU. Am I correct? Because you comic nerds. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, just a It's not a side. good reason. I'm just saying. No, it's a bad one, but when I saw this at the Draft House, on their pre-movie video thing, they had a montage of every single one of his parents' deaths in every single live-action movie. Are you all serious? At the same time. There's a lot of them. We've seen his parents get shot and her clutch those pearls a whole <laughs> bunch. And the thing is, like, it's always they always give it the, the gravity and the weight that it deserves, but... I mean, really, this is the one that everyone keeps saying is like, yeah, that was a great scene. Because I've seen this filmed better so many different times. Uh, because, okay, so their death is never actually shown in the animated series. But, like, whenever his parents are shown, it is so much more tragic and so much more heartbreaking. And I'd say that the original 1989 Batman did a better job. Wouldn't you agree? 
Yeah, but is that one in slow motion? No, oh, well, I don't know. Uh, I mean, you do see the hey, pearls did you in guys, the ground. Did you guys watch Watchmen? <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> here's that. <laughs> I mean, I, I I was just so bored with it, and then like the bats fly him up and everything, and that's oh, a my dream God. sequence. It, oh, don't that was get a me real uh, on dream sequence. That's my friend in the shoulder, like. Yeah, this movie might not be very good. <laughs> we might be in for a long one. What's that runtime? Oh fuck! It's eleven o'clock and it just started. Oh boy. So at that point, I realized that in the theater, it's considered uh, bad manners to start talking to your date. And uh, I looked over at her, and she was like really invested. I was like, "Oh, this is going to go great." Um, that was for- man. Anytime I think about these bad movies, I just think about that one guy who applauded the end of Amazing Spider-Man too. He's my hero. <laughs> I'll love him forever. I wish I could meet him. Like, oh good it was really gracious. good like started a clap and then no one joined in and just kind of tapered <laughs> off sadly he's my hero oh man well I, I just think about suicide squad all the people going in saying you know speculating on what was going to happen and then they were really quiet as they walked out <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of fun you know just a lot of jokes we'll get i'm sure we'll end up watching that movie again in the future because i hate you oh boy if you know if we're going to do that there needs to be some significant punishment coming your way from me in order to, like, you know, lead to something like that happening. That's fair. I'm sure there's nothing that you could hurt me with. Oh, I'm sure there's nothing. There aren't movies. So my made favorite before Charlie Chaplin movie. Right? <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so why isn't anyone talking? Why are there just words on the screen? <laughs> I don't have Who's to playing read? this goddamn piano? <laughs> Anyway, so it starts off with a funeral scene, and he's he's you know walking around, and then uh, I I guess it goes to uh, oh yeah now I remember so uh, so Superman is destroying the city, and he's uh, the superhero <laughs> that we're supposed to cheer for, and uh, people are dying left and right as a result of Superman's carelessness, and uh, one guy loses his legs, a little girl's almost killed, uh, I guess her mom is dead or something like that, and this is one of my favorite scenes of the movie because it happens early on, and immediately I'm just like. Oh, I'm not going to enjoy this. Uh, Bruce Wayne, played by Ben Affleck, I'll get to that in a second, uh, has to call up his employees in the building and tell them, guys, leave the building. As his supervisor, (laughs) the guy he's calling, looks outside and sees the entire world is being destroyed. He's like, okay, people, let's go. Like, you had to wait for his okay to get out of there. As soon as I see one of those, I'm grabbing all my stuff. I'm not even grabbing the paper clips. I'm getting out of there. I'm going home. We're going into a bunker or something like that. I'm not coming back to work, and I'm definitely not filling out my hours. Oh, my God. I'm so happy that it hurt you as much as it hurt me. That that probably is, like, the dumbest thing in this movie. He's just standing still, like, praying as the alien ship crashes into him. Oh, it was terrible. Now... There was a I lot. like the rest of the scene, though. What, what was the rest of the scene? Well, anything that wasn't <laughs> an old guy on the phone going, Master Bruce, can we leave now? <laughs> and dying in hellfire. <laughs> like, I like the idea that people complained for like five years about the end of Man of Steel. They're like, all right, fine, I'll put it in my movie. Fuck you, then. Well, I'm glad we're not talking about Man of Steel. That movie sucks. Yeah, uh, I thought about watching it. Uh, no. My time. Like, oh. I value some of my time. <laughs> Three hours is enough. Not enough to Man watch a real movie, I guess. Man of Steel is goddamn boring. It I is. Uh, what? I mean, come on. No one actually defends that movie. One hopes. Uh, but, by the way, later on, I know I'm going to skip ahead, but mm-hmm. fucking Michael Shannon just laying in that fucking alien pod. Best actor in the movie, just laying there in a rubber suit, 
Okay, movie. <laughs> Try again. So, meanwhile, Michael Cera is touching his dick and everything. Anyway, so I love that you're gonna call Michael Cera the whole time. I am. All my notes say you. Michael Cera, except for one point I wrote down Jesse Eisenberg. I don't know what that is, but uh, he's really good. So we should probably talk right now because it was a significant controversy: the casting of Ben Affleck as Batman. Your thoughts? I mean, I don't like him in most things, but he's probably like what the second or third best thing in this shitty movie. Well, what's okay? Best thing is obviously Wonder Woman, but like, correct, incorrect is Jeremy Irons as Alfred. Try again. That was Jeremy Irons. Oh, yeah, well, he's so good. I'll, I'll talk about him as Alfred in a minute. But look, that I mean, Gray Widow's peak makes me feel things in my body that I didn't know I felt before. He is actually the youngest Alfred that the series has ever had. <laughs> I'm well, not I mean, kidding. Jesus, I mean, there was the same Alfred in four movies, and he looked like he was about to die in Batman and Robin. Let's be honest. <laughs> Wait, he did I have McGregor's movie. disease. Well, bitch, like you still gotta make Alicia Silverstone her suit, so put on your suit. Now, why didn't her suit have bat nipples? Anyway, so Ben Affleck's <laughs> niece or some gross <laughs> boy. Future episode. I I have no qualms talking about that movie. I'm sure we could get like. Bet at least you wish I'd pick that one instead, huh? Unironically, yeah, I'd rather watch that. I okay. For all the sensitive nerds out there, because all you fucking people just come in, oh, this is the worst movie. Yeah, I know. I know Batman versus Ro- Batman and Robin is not a good movie. It's a very bad movie. I know it's awful, but it's, it's a lot more fun to watch than Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. And I'm, I'm and completely serious. And it's also better than Batman Forever. It is that one. I, that is a hill I will die on. Okay, absolutely. I, I will not sanction that movie's buffoonery. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, I, I, I do want to talk about Ben Affleck here. So he is six foot four, and uh, is there anything else that actually matters? Uh, no. Exactly. Once you're six foot Absolutely four, it's okay. No. You can do whatever you want. But uh, people Must were like, nice. "Oh, you're casting Ben Affleck as Batman? Why, why would you do something like that?" And I have to admit, my first reaction is, "Why wouldn't you? He's a good-looking guy with a lot of money, so he's already Bruce Wayne, and the guy looks like he can get in decent shape, and indeed he did." Uh, what what is what is the downside here? I I in in fact most people after the movie said that he was the best Batman ever. First of all, you That's, people are so uh, stupid. Okay. First of all, I mean I thought he was good, but let's. I thought I thought he was good, not great. Uh, I would put great as Kevin Conroy. Ever hear of him? Correct. Uh, who's a Michael Keaton? So good. And honestly, I have a Val soft, Kilmer. Well, I actually have a soft. I do have a soft spot for Christian Bale. It's not going to be soft for long. But uh, like everyone, uh, how many times did you see Dark Knight Rises in theater? Shut up. Anyway, <laughs> he. Everyone gets on Christian Bale for his Batman voice. I got nothing against it. I think it sounds badass and cool. That's me in my normal opinion. So, <laughs> <laughs> my regular cool dude opinion. Uh, man, I'm sorry. I can't be a wizard right, like the rest. We're eight of minutes you. into this three-hour movie. <laughs> anyway so he looks really mad about something and then it jumps to the desert and there's some terrorists we don't know the name of them and uh jimmy remember jimmy from the superman comics he's the photographer and stuff like that he oh, always gets fan in. favorite jimmy olsen yeah he always who's not named in the theatrical cut what, wait, he's I was... literally only named in this one in the oh. theatrical cut you don't find out till the credits like surprise your fan favorite got shot in the head by a terrorist <laughs> Zack Snyder fucking hates Superman, and he hates Superman fans so much. Why did he well, hate two Superman Well, that makes two movies? of us. But uh, either way, yeah, so he got shot in the head by a terrorist. I have to admit, I, I forgot what I was watching as I was going through. It was like, uh, when did this come out? It came out, like, what, two years ago? 
I think so. Something like that. I don't. I don't remember. It's time. Time stands still for some of us. I remember distinctly feeling like, "Am I in the wrong fucking movie?" Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow, I, we're I in the desert admit, for a long time. I was like, I don't remember these guys from Man of Steel. What am I? What's going on? So uh, I have to admit, when they were dicking around with his camera, it's just like, uh, yeah, I get it. He doesn't have any. Oh, he does. Okay, <laughs> never mind. Don't listen to me, guys. New to the force. CIA. Yeah. Uh, oh, sure, movie. This needs another subplot, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Superman is able to hey, save her way, because just do you guys oh, like you... subplots? Oh, fucking jeez. Turns out. Make two superheroes punch each other is incredibly complicated. Yeah, I mean, I mean, as the one as Lawrence Fishburne says in this movie, no one cares about Batman versus Superman. <laughs> Remember when this was supposed to come out the same time as Civil War? <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> like you can say what you want about Civil War probably being too long and bloated, but boy, you want to talk about a more satisfying hero fight and also just a streamlined plot that makes sense compared to. Oh my god, the links will go to with the kidnapping and the setting up and the Lex Luthor and the piss jar and the everything. Yeah, I mean, it is one of those things that makes me think is, how come Spider-Man wasn't in this movie? Anyway, we move right? on and then... I have some fan fiction for you to read. Uh, yeah, I'll get it's right It's called on Bruce and His Web of Lies. Now it goes back. <laughs> okay, so after, after the whole Desert Massacre thing where... I guess Superman kills a whole lot of terrorists and stuff. And yeah, like you can tell me Superman didn't kill him, but he tackled that dude so hard through that wall. He is liquid now. I mean, we've seen football hits that were like one twentieth of that and put people in the hospital. So <laughs> come on, evaporated into a fucking plate of African dust. He just he went Jeff Heath on everyone there. So <laughs> come on now, these people are at Jeff their best Heath in one of his African scalps. <laughs> Uh, Puppet Pal Clark just decided to <laughs> unload. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, so by after, the way, didn't show up till she was in trouble. That's whatever. Movie, as usual, again, there he's not human or Kryptonian. He's a robot. He what if he's Brainiac in disguise? So anyway, afterwards they they have a talk on the news and stuff like that. It's like oh, all those people died, and it was all because of Superman. He couldn't save all of us, and. You know, th- thus he is evil. And they have this one woman, uh, this African-American woman, and she's in there and she she gives a really heartfelt story. She's like, my family had dreams, too. And that that was the one that really like got me. It hit me right in the heart. I was just like, geez, it, it does kind of make you think that even if you had all this power, maybe you shouldn't be helping out because you can't do everything. And if you can't do everything, then why should you do anything? And then it turns out the woman was lying. What a great moment. She was lying. Got she cut deceived, out of the she deceived everybody to save me. So, it's, so here I am having <coughs> feelings, having thoughts that matter. And she's trying to tell me that, it was, oh yeah, it was all bullshit. He was actually good the entire time. Fuck you. That's <laughs> so like, well, what are you going to do that to me? Here I was thinking that you're going to have a deep emotional, like, you know, something that will make you think, a philosophical moment for a half a fucking second. Nothing. And I feel like we should say now, like there's a lot in this movie about a lot of people hating Superman, not just for... You know, yeah, and I was watching the city, but for not saving enough people, I think you can agree. Like, there needs to be a movie between this and Man of Steel, where everyone loves Superman, because none of this character stuff works. Because 
We haven't seen anyone care about him whatsoever. Now, now I have to admit, uh, the movie the movie was fairly accurate. And I think it would have been better, perhaps, as a dark comedy. Uh, when okay, so Superman is here. He's he's saving the world in all these different places, and immediately the Americans get suspicious. Like, what's this guy? What's <laughs> it? All the people in the South start thumbing their suspenders. Now, what's this new gonna go along here? Ruin a good thing we got. You know, like, come on. It's like the guy has come out. Here is your man god here to save you. It looks pretty spectacular. And you're immediately just like, well, is he actually good? All he did was save some people. Uh, now, in fairness, the movie does actually portray that. Yeah, he's kind of reckless. Like, so all that shit with him, like, laser beaming the, uh, the uh, what's it called? The skyscraper and stuff, which, first of all, made me think, yeah, how is Killer Croc going to defeat that guy? So, oh yeah, if maybe he'll throw Harley Quinn at him or something. I fucking movie. Anyway, so I understand that it kind of plays both sides. I can see Batman's perspective with it, but boy, the Cape Crusader is not very bright, is he? Because you have that whole opening scene, which, like, fair point. Like, there's no reason to trust a guy who just shows up and murders everyone. And then there's 18 months between that and this movie. Do you know what we see in that 18 months? A title card that says 18 <laughs> months later. You're right. Oh, God, I you forgot about that. from that to, well, actually, he's super cool, and we would all really miss him if he's gone, except for half the people that hate him. So what happened in those like, 18 months? Don't worry about Richard it. Donner Superman between this and Man of Steel. Absolutely. So after after all that, and everyone says, oh, Superman's not that good, uh, Henry Cavill as Clark Kent shows up in Amy Adams' Lois Lane's apartment, which, by the way, no way does a reporter for any <laughs> newspaper have an apartment like that. Bullshit. And like, he, I mean, immediately the guy who who's I don't know even know the character that Lawrence Fishburne plays. He just immediately says something like, "We can't afford a bicycle, let alone a helicopter." And she has an apartment like that. Yeah, okay, movie. And she's in the bathtub, and he gets in with her while wearing all his clothes. Um, uh, it moved. What? What? Uh, Parker, help me out. What what was I supposed to feel during that? Was that supposed to be funny or cute or romantic? Well, you see, this movie was running long, so we took out the scenes that like clarified important plot details, and we left this weird moment where he gets in a tub and stares at her with his dead eyes. Like, th- there was a good line before that. There was a really good line where she was like, where she's thanking him for saving me, but telling her, she's like, I- I'm saying thank you for saving me. I'm saying there's a cost. And I was like, what, that really, you know, you're kind of playing both sides here, and you're doing it really well. And then he's just like, "But what if I stand at your tub with my shoes on? <laughs> like, what am I supposed to feel here? What what is going on?" I don't think Zack Snyder knows how people interact with each other, and I only base that off of every single one of his movies he's ever made. That's a good point. So we go on, and we have to meet our main antagonist here because Michael Shannon's dead, and God, every time, dude. Every... He's in this movie so rarely yeah. that every time I start to like get sucked in, like this isn't great, but you know, like I like the characters because I'm a big fat nerd. Yeah, I yeah. kind of like this, is it. and then he appears, and I immediately get angry, and I'm out again every single time. So Michael, Sir- sorry, Jesse Eisenberg plays Lex Luthor. You guys remember the the bald guy? He was really obvious for being bald in all the comics, and he was bald in the movies and bald in the TV show. Well, he has long stringy hair now, so he's played by the Facebook guy. And uh, he's going around and immediately, immediately you hate him. And it's not the way it's like, oh, that villain, I hate him so much. Like, I don't watch Game of Thrones, but I hear like Joffrey is like that or something. And in uh, Harry Potter, Dolores Umbridge is like that. 
And in uh, in Batman, Robin is like that. So here we just <laughs> in in here we're like, oh, I immediately hate him. But it's like it's not the way that you're supposed to hate him. It's like the, the other villains I named, they're love to hate them. So I was like, oh, they're so bad. like in uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender, Azula. You're like, oh boy, I hate her. But it's like I love how much I hate her. She's such a detestable character. Here it's just like, oh boy, he's annoying. Will someone stuff like a gym sock down that guy's throat so I don't have to hear him anymore? God, he is, he's just insufferable with all his dialogue. And you can tell, this is Eisenberg's decision. This isn't like uh, fucking Zack Snyder being like, yeah, keep going for it. No, no, no. This is Eisenberg saying, well, I just had an idea for the character. And I decided I would go for it. I've said this before, but he's pretty much said he was doing a Max Landis impression. <laughs> is there anything he won't ruin? <laughs> oh, my God. Grimy little oh goddamn God. hands. Jesse Eisenberg, I take back everything i just said <laughs> holy shit that's okay this thanks for putting that in this oh, billion dollar movie God, that dude, i'm waiting that is my another whole star life for this movie holy shit that's good <laughs> thanks to take your time to do your max landis impression so i've waited my entire life to watch batman and superman on screen together oh god <laughs> fuck i don't th- like i'm gonna say many bad things but i can't stress enough i wanted this movie to be good so bad <laughs> I've waited my whole life. Who the fuck doesn't want to see the Justice League in a $300 million movie? I don't anymore because fool me 18 times, shame <laughs> on me. But, like, I want these to be good. I want all of it to be good. So he's, but, he's like this the entire God, time. Jesse Eisberg really just, he never stops doing what he's doing. And immediately oh, he wants to feed a guy a Jolly Rancher. And he says, oh, put it in your mouth. It's cherry. What, what was the point of the it's cherry line? Was that supposed to be funny? Where, where, where's the it's funny eccentric. part? It's eccentric. No, no, you don't get that's to... that's shorthand for like having character depth. Oh yeah, they, he has quirks. I love he quirky likes Jolly comedies. Ranchers, and the thing is, it's like my was that supposed to be an advertisement for Jolly Ranchers? Movie. I know a bad guy eats Jolly Ranchers. By the way, I love Jolly Ranchers. So, all right, well, we have this grim, awful, dark, rainy three-hour movie. The only source of levity is <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> Put a bullet in my head like Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> Now, uh, one of the things that I don't like about this movie is that the only female character who gets a, a decent amount of lines is Amy Adams. And she, for the most part, she does a really good job. I think Amy Adams is a pretty good actress. Uh, I saw her in, was she in Arrival? Was she the one in Arrival? She sure was. Yeah, I liked Arrival. I liked her in Arrival. She had things to do in there that weren't just get saved oh, a lot. Don't even remind me. But uh, anyway, I, she, she gets I love lines. writing strong female characters, like in my hit movie, Sucker Punch. No, now, there are a couple other. There's a couple other female characters here. Uh, you had Mrs. Kent. She had like three lines. <laughs> oh, um, by the way, what? apropos of nothing, it's really funny that they added her scenes back because in the theatrical cut, the only scene she has is where she tells Superman, "You don't owe these people anything." <laughs> oh my Good god, I forgot that. <laughs> job on your movie. So wait, maybe she got that from her husband who said that maybe he should allow the the school was full of kids to die. <laughs> well, I eat my hero cake. <laughs> it's oh god, hero ain't nothing but a sandwich, dude. So Oh my god, he walks into a tornado. We should have watched Man of Steel again. Oh god, the, the face he makes is just like, scene. "Yo, I got to get out of here." <laughs> I think I still have that at the top of the DCEU page on our site. He's got to in that tornado. <laughs> he's he's got to make Waterworld too. Anyway, oh. uh, so there's two other female characters I want to get to. First of all, Gal Gadot as Diana Prince as Wonder Woman. 
uh, easily for me, best part of the movie. Uh, I every single time she came on screen, I was just like, man, finally, this is. It feels like a real hero. She, the music's a lot cooler. It's not just because they have distorted guitar, but I, I mean, I like the music. It goes with her, and she looks determined. She looks strong. She looks empowered. And whenever she talks, it's like I'm listening up. Mostly, I have to listen closely because her accent is kind of bonkers. <laughs> but I mean, she's cool. She is so much cooler than any other iteration of Wonder Woman has ever been. So I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm into it. Oh, sweet, a hero whose motivation isn't dumb as shit. <laughs> that is <laughs> that is a good one. She just she really just wants to save humanity, whereas Batman, I just want to kill Superman. And Superman There's a like, 1% chance we're going to do something, Alfred. <laughs> whereas Superman and really Superman, just wants to save Amy Adams. Yeah, That's really all he's yeah. in it for. Whereas Wonder Woman is a, is a hero. She She's going to save everybody. It's like, thank she God. She has no time for these boys and their stupid garbage nonsense so drama. DC should have made a movie about her. Anyway, so there's another female character. Yeah, I heard there's a really good movie about it. Not that we ever recorded an episode. Yeah, not that no anyone would ever No matter what listen. you see, do not listen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's one female character I, I have to talk about, and it's not the senator who talks like this the entire time. Like oh, we're talking Sarah Holly Hunt real fucking. Who who is that actress? Does she always talk like that? She sure does. Who who is the actress? Holly Hunt. Oh, the mom from The Incredibles. Oh, How could you? I knew I knew that voice from somewhere. Anyway, um, you son of a bitch. <laughs> hey, uh, the, we're gonna do that voice. No, no, no. The other female so character much. that I want to talk about is Mercy. Do you remember <laughs> Mercy from the uh, animated series for Superman? I sure do. And how she, like, had agency, and she was, like, whenever she was on screen, you're like, I want to know more about her. Why is she, you know, what, what's going on with that sort of thing? Here, <laughs> I kept waiting. I was like, oh, I know Mercy from the TV show. I bet she's going to be, like, really badass. And I saw she was played by perhaps the thinnest woman who ever lived. That is correct. Yeah, I was that just like, tiny. oh. Goodness she does gracious. not have the bolt necessary to survive a piss jar explosion. Yeah, that's true. There's that. But uh, more more than anything, I saw her and I was just like, you know what I immediately thought of? Oh, I thought man. of X-Men 2, uh, the beginning. Who's that Wolverine chick with like the fingernails and stuff? <laughs> I was like, oh, if you do something like that, or if they did like something like the girl from uh, Kingsman with like the blades on her feet. Like, I was like, come on, don't do something like that. Make her, like, uh, something cool. Like, everything else in this seems to be grounded in some sort of realism. Like, don't give her, like, the super badass, like, kung fu abilities. That would be so, so cliche. And then they blow her up. She spoke 14 words. I counted. She spoke 14 words in the entire movie. Blows (laughs) her up. And they kept the camera kept showing her like, look at this beautiful woman. And I was like, does she have anything to say? Does you she have anything to do? You guys recognize this character, don't you? You fucking losers. She's dead. So what does she do in the movie? Do you, do you know what she does in the movie? The one thing she does in the movie, she tells Batman to like, okay, please don't do what you're doing there. And then he compliments her shoes and then she stops talking. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all she Strong does. Strong female character. She's just there. She doesn't do anything. I was like, again, the camera keeps showing her, like, look at this beautiful woman I got to be in my movie. It's like, don't make me feel like a creep for looking at her, dude. Like, all joking aside, I'm not certain that Zack Snyder doesn't fucking hate Superman. I, well, again, something he and I have Because this is not Superman, and everyone from the comics just gets murdered for no reason. 
that's <laughs> true. Uh, anyway. Oh, Jimmy Olsen, photographer boy. Oh, well, there's a hole in his face now, I guess. Now, sure. Batman and Superman have a certain amount of suspicion over each other. Each se- seems to think that the other is not doing a good enough job or that they're operating outside of the law, or, you know, stuff like that. So they meet up at Lex Luthor's place. They both get invited there. And, uh, boy, he gives, like, this stupid speech. Jesse Eisenberg, that is. Gives a stupid no, by speech. By the way great scene them like talking to each other you can tell they both probably know who the other one is and then he just waltzes into frame I, and i get so fucking mad because because his immediate lies as well uh was it clark kent and bruce wayne i love putting people together now first of all clark kent is a nobody he is a reporter for the daily planet that is essentially a nobody i'm sorry like i couldn't name a newspaper journalist if you put a gun to my head <laughs> exactly no what what paul Kruckman? he's not even a journalist <laughs> Like, come on, they, they, these people, they, they, they like, oh, yeah, all these reporters I know so well. Yeah, you know reporters well because you're a famous Hollywood director. Come on now. <laughs> and so he's like, I love putting people together. And he shakes his head. He's like, oh, you got a strong grip. Do not pick a fight with that guy. I was just like, oh, God. Oh, God. And I, I kept so expecting, like, like, the girl, like, you know, three rows down would be like, they're going to fight anyway. Oh, God. Oh, it was terrible. It was terrible, I terrible, love terrible. to the cheap seats. <laughs> it was... Uh, it, it was unbelievable that, it, that he had to say that stuff. And the speech beforehand, okay, it's a debate that I've had, and I think I'm right here. Did he flub his lines and they just left it in because they thought it was more natural or, like, disturbing? <laughs> it sure looks like it. I'm pretty sure he flubs his lines and people can say, oh, it was intentional or they left it in to make it seem more like, you know, that's his character or something like that. Is that not worse? That they're just like, yeah. We think this is good. Because, come on. The rest of the movie, outside of Jesse Eisenberg, has at least somewhat decently written dialogue. He's well, got the worst stuff. He's got the worst stuff. It's always good to be immersed in a movie and go, wait, did he just fuck up and they kept going? <laughs> that's that's good. I mean, it's a Hollywood movie. They put like $300 million into it. Anyway, oh so God. Batman has not been a very nice boy, as we've gotten into. He has been uh, going around with like his super-powered suit from like the beginning of Batman Beyond, which, by the way, good show. Mm-hmm. Kind of holds up. And uh, he's like, he's branding people now. And they get stuffed into prison, and they have a brand, and then they get killed because they got branded by Batman. Uh, I have to admit, during the theatrical cut, I had no idea. I, I was like, why are they getting killed for being branded by Batman? I was like, is this something from the comics? And according to you, uh, no, it's it's actually a plot by Lex Luthor. And the world's greatest detective couldn't figure this out. Like, the entire, like, if you cut out the part where Lex Luthor's paying people in prison to murder people with the brand to frame him, why keep any of this? It just looks like he's a sociopath sending people to get murdered. I mean, yeah. Which, granted, he kind of I mean, is. that's exactly what the Frank Miller comic was supposed to be, right? Boy, Frank Miller. Oh, well, we'll get to him. You know what? I'm not 100% sure there wasn't some weird branding in his stuff, because, boy, he has... Frank Miller was working through some now, xenophobia. To be fair, to be fair, Daddy we issues. here at TerribleBlog.net love brands, and we love branding. I... So... <laughs> This is okay. But that might be why I like this movie so much. It's like he it takes branding so literally <laughs> that he's branding them with his brand. <laughs> actually five stars. Yeah, this is actually pretty good. So I have to admit, so he sees Gal Gadot at the at the at the little gala there. 
Gal Gadot at the gala. That should be like a, a name for an album or something. And he's talking to her after a bit. Immediately, she's the best part of the movie. And not just because she's dropped dead gorgeous. Perhaps the most beautiful woman alive right now. I don't know. But as he's talking with her, I realize like the less she speaks, the better. And not because of the accent. No, no, no. It's actually because she's really good at acting with her face. And it reminds me, and I'm prepared for you to laugh at this. She reminds me of an actor from a Star Wars movie, Hayden Christensen. Think back. What are you? Think back what are you to doing? think back to the prequels. Whenever he had to shut his mouth and not say that awful George Lucas dialogue, when he was just acting with his face, he did a marvelous job. He was better than some people in the original trilogy when it just came to acting with his face. It's all you need to do in order to convey emotion, and he did it spectacularly. And then he would have George Lucas have him say, no, it's because I'm so in love with you. To be met with, so you're saying love is blind? And then you start screaming. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> oh, good. I didn't get that from the scene. From uh, the hour-long fight and then you being on fire. I'm just saying that he did a really good job at being quiet. But... Either way, Gal Gadot does a really good job of being quiet, too. And she does a great job of acting and, like, the whip and, like, the sword and everything. She's cool. So, wish I could say that about everyone else in the movie. So, anyway, they're going to have, like, a big old, like, uh, congressional hearing about Superman. And before this, uh, Holly Hunt... I'm going to have to call her Mrs. Incredible. God, I can't get that voice out of my head. Uh, she meets up with Jesse Eisenberg, and uh, they look at the dumbest fucking painting I've ever heard. He's like, oh, demons don't actually come from hell. They come from the sky. And I was just like, boy, that's a bad line. Who wrote that? You know? <laughs> it's almost like the theme of the movie, but I said it. You know, <laughs> it's like... <laughs> By the way, hey, Chris, why are they having this fucking trial? Because it was framed to make it look like Superman shot these people in Africa. Yeah, no, there's... <laughs> Which, by the way, in the extended cut, they show the soldiers flamethrowing him, so it looks like he burned them with, like, you know, heat vision. Mm -hmm. Which makes sense. Not in the theatrical. In the theatrical cut, people just get shot with machine guns. They're like, yeah, Superman did it. <laughs> and that's just a thing that no one's like... I, I have to what? admit, I think I, those were the ones I was like yelling at Annie. I was just like, so Superman, in these people's minds, grabs a gun and kills people. And she was just like, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, that kind of went over my head. I was just like, well, actually, and it was just, you know, everything there. And, and by like, the way, I'm going to jump ahead in case we miss it later. Oh, we find idea. out that those bullets were used. The bullets no one else in the world uses made specifically by LexCorp. <laughs> okay, movie. <laughs> Whatever you say. No one did statistical bullet analysis or anything. It's incredible. But uh he literally paid for it and then paid for his private army to use them. Now, I have to admit now. But let's hold a trial for Superman. No, hold up now. They got like all this lead up to this uh not Fuck, It's not man. a trial. It's not a trial. It's not like a courtroom scene. It's a congressional hearing of some sort. Senate Senate hearing. And what they do is uh, they have all these famous people come on TV. And it's like, here's my famous cameos. They have, okay, this was weird. Did this happen oh to you? God. I think I might have got like a bad version of the movie or something like that. They had. Uh, <laughs> I, well, they're all bad versions. No, no, no. <laughs> I had uh, John Stewart come on mine. And uh, he was just like, he was making a bunch of jokes. Did they cut out all the studio laughter? Oh, no, it was just dead silence. Yeah, it was and just also, dead silence. Was so it's just like. He, he way told a after joke. he had already stepped out from the Daily Show. No, I have to admit, so I'm not sure why the, he's on that set. All the jokes he told were terrible. And they it was were just awful. Like, I'm surprised he just doesn't have the Constitution written on his cape. And I was, I'm just like hearing crickets. He's just like, yeah, he's got one third of the United States initials on his chest. So it's just like, yeah. It feels like they were supposed to. Like, we'll add the laughs in later, and then they didn't put it in the movie. They're like, ah, eh, fuck it. 
Don't pause. See, as an editor of all these things, I understand that editing audio can be a little bit tedious, but guys, you gotta try. You gotta try. The rest of the movie makes sense. Why not? Anyway, I'm nodding to myself. The rest of the movie doesn't make sense. They have Neil deGrasse Tyson. <sighs> mm. I'm so goddamn tired of Neil deGrasse Tyson. Dude, is anyone I more I want to cram him in a locker so bad. At, how come Stephen Hawking is still cool? Is it because he's in the wheelchair with his with his jaw jet? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's in the Dexter's Lab episode. Exactly. I, he was so cool in that. But, you know, come on. Stephen Hawking is awesome. How come Neil deGrasse Tyson is just, every single time a Star Wars movie comes out, he's like, actually, the droid would be able to move on Santa. It's like, you know what? Actually, laser beams don't exist. How about you just... Uh, Parsec is a <laughs> shut the fuck up. And well, the worst part is he comes in this, he just drops it. He's just like, well, we've thought of ourselves as alone, and then comes Superman. So we realize that there are worlds beyond ours. I was just like, why aren't you just saying that man can't fly? Just, just why can't you just say die, it? die, you guys. Just like and just say that, that none of this would be like scientifically possible. That's your stick in real life. Why are you sacrificing it for here? This isn't art. Whatever you're making, it's not art. But the one that got me is it was not a famous person, or if it was, I don't know his name. Because I didn't write it down. I was just like, whoever this is. He is listed as international blogger. <laughs> <laughs> it me. Is that like is that like in uh uh, Dreamcatcher the where they started <laughs> talking about rock and roll music or rock and roll lyrics? <laughs> <laughs> the corn is the krypton in my mind palace oh that was amazing it's by the way speaking of all these cameos how dare this movie make me watch nancy grace talk about superman oh how fucking dare you oh immediately she's like i'm not pointing for you see all my fingers right here i was just oh shut up oh just anyway. taught mom burned to death by alien man <laughs> you think fucking she's gonna man. ever get married to that sheriff from book of shadows Oh my god. Disemboweled, Clark. <laughs> <laughs> There's no council of Krypton. Anyway, so uh Drowner kids in the bathtub. So the the main thing about Lex Luthor meeting with Holly Hunt is he says that you can take uh, or she says you can take uh piss and I'm call sorry, it how grandma's she say it? peach tea or something. And that doesn't sound like her. How would she say it? I I, do I, it. I don't even think I can. You're gonna do it. You're gonna do it. <laughs> no, I'm not. Anyway, God damn it! Wait a second. I think I might have missed this in the theatrical in, in the in the in the ultimate cut. But I think it was there in the theatrical cut. In the theatrical cut, she takes a drink of that grandma's peach tea, doesn't she? I don't think so. Oh, I know no, she just stares. I at thought it she did, but anyway, if she drank piss. Th- this that would, is yeah. all we would have been talking that, yeah, about. Yeah, I have to admit time. that it was like I think that's all anyone would have been talking about. <laughs> but anyway, so she gets in there and she does. Have, I think it's a good line. It's not a line that I agree with in the context of the movie, but it is a line that I think would be set up for a good rebuttal by Superman, where she says, this is how we do things in a democracy. We talk. And there's a good way to make an argument about... And then she sees it. And then she sees there's a glass of some yellowish liquid. And she turn, and she then it comes back to someone else and she's just like, yeah, go ahead. She keeps on talking, then she stops and looks back at it. And turns it, and it says Grandma's peachy, and she's just like, "Is that piss on my thing?" And then the room blows up. By the way, that's a lot of piss in that jar. Is it? That is more than one person's piss. Oh, dude, you have no idea how much I. Anyway, so this is the second movie where we talked <laughs> like, about. This by is, the way, so you remember maybe that guy from uh, from Maximum Overdrive? Maybe he's like a really <laughs> big fan of that scene. So, oh my god, <laughs> she looks in a jar. Filled with piss, and then they all die in an explosion. 
Oh. In the Superman. And I have to admit, the entire time, I, all I was wondering about is why did he kill Mercy? Why did why did he do that? You know, Ash, before she was dead, just evaporated by peace break. <laughs> His hot is taking you as he burned to death. Oh, that is amazing. Oh, anyway. So it's worth saying that, like, as bad as this movie is, if you want to watch it, the three-hour cut's the way to go. Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. But there's uh, a problem. Because, like, if you watch this a theatrical scene, movie, you're watching a bad movie that doesn't make sense. In this one, you're watching a bad movie that, I will say, does make sense. But this scene comes an hour and a half in. Oh, yeah, this is a full, like... This comes exactly a full movie full, in. Yeah, exactly. You have to wait like, for that. Like, that is absurd. <laughs> uh, anyway, so... It, I mean, Like, there's a scene song. earlier on of, like, two cops in a cop car watching football... You don't have to put every single scene oh, back. Oh God! Thank That's you all for saying. reminding me. That was worthless. But uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't even know why he filmed that. I really don't. But anyway, uh, so I have to admit, one of the things I kind of liked the more I thought about it was the shot from outside the capital. That was filmed in the capital or something like that. I don't know. And yeah. you see the explosions from inside. And the first thing I thought about is, from the perspective of the people on the ground, it looks like Superman is just blowing up shit everywhere and immediately i'm thinking if i'm one of those people on the ground i'm like i'm not fucking with superman anymore that's not cool anymore he's not my favorite i don't like him but it wasn't intended superman is no longer my friend hal jordan is my new best friend yeah the thing is it wasn't intended to scare the people on the ground it was intended to get batman to think that he did it and again Batman is supposed to be the world's greatest detective. I, I, I Look, I know I haven't read the fucking comic books, but like I, I watched the first movie I, and I watched all the cartoons and I and I watched the and I played the games and it's all about detective work. He has to figure stuff out. He's supposed to be really smart. He thinks his way through these things. And the first thing he sees is Superman just murking all these people on purpose. How come that doesn't jibe with the first thing where he's trying to defeat Zod? He's not doing this just for no reason and even admits at the gala that he's just like oh he could do this without any warrant why hasn't he done it yet i mean it's like okay it's like yeah because they're trying to control him or something like that he could just say no i'm going to be me and there's nothing you can do to stop me and fly out he wouldn't kill everyone there you just reminded me one of the big things they add is a lot of clark ken and gotham investigating like batman learning about him so superman does the detective work and Batman gets trolled by Lex Luthor into fighting Superman. <laughs> I have to admit... This movie is good. I have to admit, my notes kind of die out here, so I'm going based off a of memory of what I just saw. I, I saw this movie oh minutes gosh, ago, buddy. people, but it's it's okay. Because uh, I think at that point, Batman's like, okay, I have to go and kill Superman. He starts training for it. Uh, oh, sir. So- <laughs> we cannot forget the dream sequence. That oh, makes no... God. Literally, there's no transition. He sits down at a table... Jump cut. By the way, you want to talk about a movie that feels like it was just edited blindfolded. There are no transitions. Scenes just happen. Yeah. Uh, so he, he we just he cut to him in the fucking desert Again, in a trench coat with a gun. And I remember watching it. And I was just like, "How did he get here? What's going? Okay, fine, whatever." And then he's getting beat up and he's losing the fight, which okay. And then Superman just kills him. It's just like I know that's not going to happen. I know it's a dream. And then he wakes up. It's like. Oh, you really got me. And then I think, okay, wait. So the theatrical cut, this was confusing as shit. Uh, Spoilers, it still is. Because that's not what the Flash looks like in Justice League. Yeah, I know. What was with the mustache? Anyway, which, by the way, mine is coming great. So, like, Mm -hmm. he travels through time 
in dreams to tell him that Lois Lane. I I got nothing. I, I don't. What, what was? What, I think he's trying to warn him that if something happens to Lois, he'll go crazy. But here's one thing about the dream sequence: Do you ever have a dream where you're doing something and then you get knocked unconscious? And then you wake up in the dream just later on. <laughs> like, is that how dreams work? I, I suppose. I mean, I didn't see him. He set. shows up. He's like, oh, I'm too early. You were right. You were always right. And then none of that pans out whatsoever. Well, anyway. So he's just like, yeah, I should probably go kill Superman. Now, all, if you're going to train. All this did was remind me of like, oh, yeah, George Miller was supposed to do a Justice League movie. And then it made me angry all over again. <sighs> Mm, anyway, so if you're gonna if you're hammer? going to train to fight a Kryptonian Godman, I would use a sledgehammer on a tire. It makes <laughs> it makes you stronger. <laughs> and he's like, you know, CrossFit just be you know, I feel more flexible. I have more core strength. <laughs> remember that time there's the unnecessary shot of his bare ass while he's showering. I actually don't remember this is, that. It's <laughs> early in the movie. You just see a bare Ben Affleck ass. Oh, By the way, here I was searching for a Tom Atkins ass. Is this the most unearned R rating in history that was put only to like drive up interest in? Wait, it? this how did this this didn't get an R? The Ultimate Edition got an R. The Ultimate Edition I got an R. I do not know how. I do not understand. Wait, how. there's there literally there's there, literally there's, nothing. There, there, there has there's, never been a more unearned R. There was okay for a while. I thought the most unearned R rating of all time, and I I mean this very seriously, actually went to Army of Darkness. Because there's one non-sexual fuck, and there's one shit, and <laughs> the one thing that could possibly get it in R is there is a fountain of blood. And I was just like, okay, I guess I can see it. But in this one, there's one non-sexual fuck, one shit. Where's the blood? Where, where's the gore? How is this in R? I absolutely believe it was just for marketing. It's this three-hour cut that you didn't get to see that the studio fucked up and it's rated R. It's even darker, and there's, there's nothing shit at least show me it's the me. same thing with the killing joke adaptation like this is not an this is not an r rating uh, it was it was kind of close <laughs> i mean i mean it should only be seen by adults that is the most disgusting thing anyway. actually it should not be seen yeah but uh yes yeah, that's very true uh oh boy that movie made me uncomfortable it really did but for, so for, are we at the part where he murders like a half dozen people with the batmobile <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, see, here's the thing that keeps getting to me is one of the main criticisms about this movie is that these two superheroes are well known for not killing people. Now, this has already been broken by Superman and Man of Steel where he snaps Zod's neck. We'll get to that. <laughs> uh, but Whatever. Batman in the other movies didn't kill, although he he did make an excuse in Batman Begins where uh, he was like, I, don't, I can't kill you, but I don't have to save you or something like that. And I was like... Yeah, Batman, yeah. you kind of do have to. You're you're still being found guilty on that one, champ. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, I remember getting very butthurt about this in the theater, but like he kills plenty of people in the Tim Burton one, and I fucking love it. Well, so. that's that's the thing is like, cares? I think it's a little harder to tell that he kills the people in the Tim Burton one, and it's very easy to tell that they both are murking people left and right here. <laughs> he explode violently via hell car. Now this has been defended by comic book nerds as, being, as saying like, oh, so people are so surprised that a Kryptonian godman is accidentally destroying people in order to save far more. It's just like. You know what? This is a work of fiction. So it's not a Kryptonian godman that's doing this. It's a lazy writer. A writer and a, and a director and a scenarist and people who are not putting two and two together and can't find a cleaner way to do this sort of thing. Because you yeah. can do it with these characters if you put in the time and effort necessary. 
Yeah, it's like, well, how would you have to do it? Like, I don't, I'm not the one being paid a million dollars to fucking write it. It's people have been doing it for a hundred years. It's not that hard. Exactly. You look at all these comics. They they don't kill people, or when they do, it is a big fucking deal. I mean, I I guess <laughs> I, the end I, of the movie? I guess I don't fucking I don't remember. I don't, again, uh, I, I don't know the comics. Here I am, ladies and gentlemen. I have to admit, I do speak out of my ass a lot. So just you know, be ready for that. Uh, but we move right along here, and he's still training, and then they meet up, and they're like, ooh, Batman and Superman, I love bringing people together. And uh, stupid conversations, like, next time your light shines in the sky, dunk out of it. He's like, tell me, do you bleed? And he's like, oh, I don't know how to answer that. And he flies away, he's like, you will. <laughs> Did you also write down that he threatened him after he flew off? You <laughs> will. What if he had just stopped and turned around, like, fucking what? <laughs> ripped his car apart with his bare hands oh yeah <laughs> anyway so uh by the way that's our hero hey if you ever show up to this which fucking one is a hero they're not your goddamn heroes. heart out they're, they're not kill you if you show up this bat signal you fucking hear me you will die bye <laughs> <laughs> all right cool all right thank you uh it's just so he uh there's a big big old block of krypton uh kryptonia uh, crypt, uh kryptonite kryptonite there we go kryptonite uh God damn it, Kryptonite's the dumbest thing in the world. It is. This is one of the reasons why Superman is always the least interesting thing in everything he's ever been in. So, uh, Batman or Bruce Wayne is able to steal this from Lex Luthor somehow. And there's like a long like chase sequence. And I have to admit, this is where the music really kills the mood. If they had made this like a heist movie of Batman stealing this from Lex Luthor in order to kill Superman, that's a compelling story right there. But no, they gotta give me all these other plot threads and shit like that. Like, come on. So he gets, like, the, the thing. He synthesizes it in order to kill Superman. So, already this is sounding kind of bad. Uh, is there anything yeah, that we should this... uh, talk about <clears throat> next? Well, it's around here that we find out, because Lois is doing all her investigating, trying to piece this plot together. Where we find out that the bomb was in that guy's wheelchair. Yeah. And that it was lead-lined, so Superman couldn't see it or hear it ticking. None of that's in the theatrical cut. So as far as you know, when you leave that theater, Superman was standing three feet away from a ticking bomb and didn't notice it. Yeah, again, that's one of the ones where people uh, kept telling me that, like, oh, he should have been able to hear it, but again, I was just able to justify like, it. It's you know? a 30-second scene. Why cut it? I, well, you know... I don't understand. Like, you just... Every single... Almost oh, everything wait, 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 wait. So makes our heroes look dumb as shit. So when they explained that, it was like... Uh, Sorry, when, when they explained it was like it was the wheelchair that had the lead lining and the bombs came from there and the bombs were found in that guy's home and no traces to who supplied with the bombs. They still say, so we're still thinking that it was Superman. It was like Superman used a bomb in that guy's wheelchair. That was your grand I mean, plan? Superman definitely needs to dirty bomb the city. And, and Batman believes it. Batman's just like, yeah, ba the, the yeah, media. Our hero. Batman, the world's greatest detective, is a fucking moron. The, you can you can trust the media. I mean, look at what happened to Vicky Vick. Oh, wait. Well, still. Oh. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just so By the way, also the subplot where they've been sending the wheelchair dude checks, and he's been sending it back, and he's just like, how long has he been doing this? Why has no one fucking told me? No, oh, gee, sorry, he's been sending it back with threats on him about letting your family die. Sorry, boss. Yeah. <laughs> fucking movie see that's the thing that really how gets hard me. is it to have super and a batman fucking fight see that's got plots with like fucking soldiers in afghanistan or what oh my god see again it's a lazy writer he's like why haven't i been seeing this and the response i don't know i'll look into it fuck you you give me an answer 
That's the movie. The, the movie. It's not a character. So, it is the movie saying, I, I don't have a reason. I, I don't just look at the next scene, please. No, I'm not looking at that. Why was he sending those checks back when anyone notified? I've seen comics before. If only there was like a form of media in which Superman and Batman have interacted hundreds of times to which we could draw a story that made sense and was concise and simple. Well, enough about the Avengers. So we move on to the next scene. It was where, should, is there anything that we need to talk about before? Uh, oh yeah, I guess a doomsday is a thing. So Michael Sierra is over oh, there playing oh, around. Oh, he's a, oh, sorry. I just got heated again. What? Go ahead. What about the Avengers? Doomsday is a thing in the last 20 minutes of the fucking movie. Is it? Boy, the way, remember when he was in every single trailer? Who? Remember how every trailer showed you everything in the movie? <laughs> oh, God. Well, those trailers are like 20 minutes long, though. I'm... And then he sat through the two and a half hour movie and he went like, Oh, no, that was just a trailer. I was, I've been tricked. <laughs> the, the, I hate when the trailers do that, when they show you just about everything. So, Batman v Superman. I hope we didn't get all of Aquaman's funny lines in the Justice League trailer. Oh, God. That's... <laughs> all right. So, now that you mentioned him, I guess we have to talk about the fact that oh, Batman... Oh, is it Dropbox time? Oh, yeah, it's Dropbox time. So, he goes on there and he figures out that, oh, there are all these other superheroes uh he sees the flash it's a kid in a 7-eleven and he stops a robbery immediately i start thinking about zombie nightmare uh if you remember that one adam west oh, things have been great since mom and dad died uh first of all the flash looks so totally lame in the justice league trailer right it is the worst armor i've ever seen i, 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 I know anyway uh there's that wonder woman looks cool but does she even get like a little video it just looks like she has no. the uh, 1918 photo she gets the old-timey picture yeah uh then there's cyborg now i will admit and this is the most embarrassing thing i have ever seen uh, or ever said here but i used to watch teen titans that show sucked back then and it sucks right now uh I did not know when I was watching this that that was supposed to be Cyborg. I just saw a half a guy up there. Not even a half a guy, like a 45% guy up there. And like a black dude said, oh, there's no way I can save him. And then the computer takes over his body or something like that. I was just like, oh, God, maybe this is the R-rating, guys. I was just, I had no idea that was supposed to be Cyborg. So now he's a grown-up or something? I don't fucking know. And then we move on to Aquaman. So why is he holding his breath underwater? Yeah, I was about to say I have three things. One of which... He's definitely holding his breath underwater. He's 100% shot, right? holding his breath underwater. Second thing, why is the CGI so bad in the cyborg one? Oh, it looks God. horrendous. It looks terrible. Third thing, did LexCord design these logos and name them? <laughs> Who put the logos on these videos? <laughs> oh, God. They probably trademarked them, too. Oh, shit. Oh, if there's one thing I love, it's all of these heroes all over the world. Just being brought together by one giant global corporation. See, Lex Luthor bringing people together. And uh, oh, anyway, he, you did that right yeah, in my heart. Yeah, he did. And so Lex Luthor goes into the Kryptonian ship. And I have to admit, the one line I liked from Lex Luthor uh, that I actually kind of liked is when he puts his fingers on there and he he actually uh, he stutters his lines. And he says a little bit louder to sound a little bit uh, more impressive than he is. And it, you can tell that he's actually scared. I was like, hey, you know, Michael Sears is a pretty good actor. So good for him. <laughs> anyway. That was a pretty good one. I won't lie. So uh, he goes back up to the uh, top of the building and he he has Lois Lane up there and he pushes her off the top of the building and wouldn't you know it, Superman comes back from the top of the world where he sees the ghost of Kevin Costner and tells him <laughs> tells him what? Tell uh, tell me. What 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 did he what was the point of that? Was the, 
the story about <laughs> accidentally flooding his neighbor's ranch while eating cake. <laughs> this movie. So, so that... by the way, to reiterate, if you watch this in theaters and nothing else, Superman can't sense a bomb a foot away from him. But here's hear Lois her... falling and comes flying in and saves her. Hear her Your hears hero. her from how far away? Like how many He's millions in the of miles? Goddamn snow-capped mountains! He's like, oh shit, she's falling, but he can't sense a bomb, and all those people die. Oh yeah, like, totally. So, maybe leave that thirty seconds. I just, in the movie, I can't. I'm, I'm still upset about it. Anyway, it's like I bet he's going to save you, and lo and behold, he does. And I have to admit, like he comes up there and he he just goes full silly, just about the silliest thing of all time, and it's like the most ludicrous thing. It's like, oh, you got to save the special woman in your life. Oh, she's safe on the ground. Uh, is she? You just left her there. I mean, his people could go, it's like, I just kidnapped her again. But instead, no, no, no. He has pictures of Martha. Um, Martha is uh, his mother. Why'd you say that name, Chris? I will get to it. Uh, (laughs) First of all, how old was a woman playing Mrs. Kent? She is a thousand years old. No, no, no. Diane Lane? Diane Lane is, is 52. Boy, she... She looked like a rough fifty-two in this movie. I, she looked, she looked like a forty-two, as far as I'm concerned. She, she looked fine. Well, maybe I'm thinking more of the pictures they take after they rough oh, her up. Well, okay, yeah, in that subplot that needs to be in this movie. But it just, it just looked reason. weird. It just looked like I remember again. Maybe it's me, my bias. It comes from the comic books where she was much older in that one. But like, come How on, would you know, she, she looked not much older than Superman at all. Anyway, again, hey, that's my perspective. Maybe maybe I'm fucked up here because I have a different view of the media. If only I had read, like, issue number 113 of the 1982 run of Doomsday. Anyway, so he decides, okay, Batman, who's been, who's been like, synthesizing all this uh, kryptonite. Um, I almost had to, I was like, this krypton rock, what is it, the green shit here? And uh, he's like, okay, listen, they have my mother, and it is a... I was like, no, I just want to fight. Just want to fight. You know, a little rough and tumble here. And they're like, okay, let's get into it. I have to admit, my favorite part of the whole movie is when Batman gets a gun. I'm like, oh, don't use a rocket launcher. You're better than that. And he shoots it, and he catches the thing, and it explodes with a green gas right in his face. I was just like, that's <laughs> kind of cool. It was kind of like a slapstick effect. You know, that's a Three Stooges joke right there. Uh- <laughs> I have a question for you about Lex Luthor's plot. Mm-hmm. Why does he need Batman? Uh, I think... I think the idea here is that he would use Batman to kill Superman, and then he would only have... In what world does Batman kill Superman? In this one, because you can... Honestly, this movie makes a very good case that in a fight between Batman and Superman, Batman wins in this one. And it's not just me hating Superman. Because Superman's a fucking idiot. Superman is a fucking idiot, but Batman's not very much smarter. But, uh... Obviously, Zack Snyder feels the same way about Superman that I do because he gets the shit kicked out of him by Batman repeatedly. Honestly, this fight is not close. It was about as close as that Broncos versus Patriots game last night. I got to tell you, when Brady just loaded up. No, no, this movie's too long. I won't let it happen. (laughs) Anyway, so like, again, like all it's if all it takes is kryptonite in order to beat Superman, then yeah. Obviously, Batman no. is stronger. Well, I can't believe that we're having thing. a debate. All these nerds on the internet are having a debate. Who's stronger, Goku versus uh, Superman? Does it's Goku, Goku have a weakness to kryptonite? No, no, no. Here's the thing you're missing. So, he beats the piss out of him for a while, right? right. And the Superman gets his strength back. Yeah. He knocks Batman clear across the room. Yeah. 
and flies in a straight line as Batman slowly reloads and then <laughs> shoots him a second time. Yeah, a Superman not strong on brain power. You'd think maybe he'd have some Superman sort of intelligence, but nothing. Have ripped his skull into eighteen pieces, forty-five seconds. This fight doesn't happen unless Superman's a fucking idiot and flies into it twice. Yeah, exactly. Again, this fight happens two hours in. It's bad, and it only happens because they're stupid. Well, that being said, there's this internet critic. <laughs> this is internet oh. critic. He's got YouTube videos, right? And uh, he, does, he has these awful thumbnails for the videos where he's just like, oh, we're thinking we're making a face for the video because it's like, he's the personality here. You're not talking about the movie. You're talking about him and his take on the movie. By the way, guys, if you want to subscribe to this podcast, you know, just click the button. Anyway, uh, his name is Chris Stuckman. And he watched Batman v Superman. Apparently he's a big fan. Uh, such a big fan that he wrote another version of the uh, climactic battle between the two. It is well known in the internet community. It is well reviled in the internet community, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna do a little dramatic reading of this. Parker, uh, I'll take Batman. You'll take Superman, and I'll I'll do the narration. Uh, if you want, you can do a can you do a girl voice for Lois? Absolutely not, but I'll try. Okay, here we go. Exterior deserted industrial district at night. Rain assaults the ground as Batman takes large, powerful steps toward a figure descending from the sky. The striking silhouette of Superman explodes into view as lightning flashes across the clouds. The two titans lock eyes and Superman's boots hit gravel. Batman breathes deeply and rights himself. Superman shows no signs of apprehension and begins advancing toward his opponent. Within moments, the two colossi are standing inches apart. I admire your courage. I imagine bravery isn't something you're accustomed to. Challenging me isn't my idea of bravery. You don't know the meaning of the word. You've never tasted fear. You've never felt pain. That's about to change. Lightning erupts in the darkened sky. Beat. Superman focuses on Batman's cowl, utilizing his x-ray vision. Bruce Wayne? I'm actually impressed. <laughs> Batman remains silent. <laughs> I'm surprised you can find time to kill criminals in between drinks. A tiny smirk appears on Batman's face. Continue. That's rich. How many people could you have saved while you snapped photos at that party? Superman is taken aback. What? You thought a pair of glasses could fool the world's greatest detective? Silence. I won't tolerate vigilante justice. Then keep out of Gotham. Branding your victims? Murder? What separates you from them? I love branding. Oh, wait. Uh, don't lecture me about death. Thousands were killed the day you decided to help. Don't lecture me about death. Thousands were killed the day you decided to help. The lowlifes I put in the ground would have hurt good people. You nearly decimated the entire population because you chose not to lead Zod out of the city. So I should have just stood by and let him destroy the planet? The people you've killed may be criminals, but they're fathers, sons, brothers. You've crossed the line, and I can't accept that. Tell that to Zod's snapped neck. <laughs> <laughs> do we even need to do the rest or do we no we got it there, honestly? now enraged Superman tackles Batman and the fight begins this is my next favorite line the fight proceeds exactly as depicted in the film <laughs> oh my god I don't think I've ever read this far before oh yeah okay so I mean after this I don't even know what happens interior dilapidated warehouse at night Batman stands over Superman's beaten body he places his steel boot atop Superman's chest and presses down hard Superman lets out a scream in agony Oh! <laughs> the anger floods Batman's eyes. <laughs> Superman 
Lance cries echo throughout the cement walls, but soon another sound. High heels. Lois Lane rushes to Superman's side. Stop! What have you done to him? She cradles Superman's neck in her arms. Batman is unfazed by her. She takes hold of the kryptonite spear and raises it above him. Uh, he takes hold of the kryptonite spear and raises it above him, preparing to vanquish the salient. Lois throws her arms upward, begging him to stop. It's in this moment that Bruce has a vision. He remembers something. Something horrible. That night. The night he lost them. His parents. Insert. Martha Wayne. Kneeling by her husband, with her hands in the air, begging for mercy from the mugger. Bruce looks at Lois and sees not her, but his mother, cradling Superman in her arms, pleading with him to stop. Insert. The gun fires, murdering Martha Wayne. The spear is still raised, but he's not plunging it downward. Please! Batman's eyes are visible now. Tears streaming down his face. He drops the spear, stepping away. He walks out of the warehouse, gazes into the sky, and cries like a bitch. <laughs> Chris Stuckman, you're amazing. I can't believe this. I can't believe his Twitter background is from Conair. Okay, respect to Fucking incredible. I've never heard that far into it. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, that's, so that's his justification for why they stopped fighting. Now, that is a good question going into this. So you're thinking about uh, Batman v Superman, Batman versus Superman. Everyone talks about who would win. But what you got to think about is... Obviously, it's not about winning, but how they stop fighting and who's going to team up with whom. Obviously, you can't have one kill the other. That wouldn't be, you know, you can't make money off of that, son. So you have to have them stop fighting. What would lead them to stop fighting? And don't do the play yard thing. They realize that they are equals and they're going to fight bad guys. They have a different idea in the movie. And I don't know if it's worse or better than what Chris Stuckman came up with. But uh, all he says is... They're going to kill Martha. Why'd you say that? Why'd you say that? <laughs> and Lois has to come by because at this point, I I, just, I was actually laughing. I was laughing really hard in the theater. And people were like looking at me because Lois Lane comes in now to save Superman. It's just like these two people have some sort of magnetic connection, some sort of computer thing. Again, I think he's Brainiac in disguise. It's just computer program <laughs> to save her or her to save him or some shit like that. And like... So she goes like, Martha's her, his uh, mother, and he's just like, oh yeah, me too. Want me buds? And, they, and then they hug it I out. I also have a mom. And then, they, and then Batman and Superman start making out, and I just don't feel like we should <laughs> see something like that in one of these movies. Anyway, that's... Uh, By the way, just as funny the second time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That scene is hysterical. I, I, I just cannot get enough of that scene. I, I think it's unintentionally hilarious, and you would not believe the comic book nerds who keep on defending it saying like, oh, it shows that they have something in common. No kidding, dude. No kidding. Why don't you tell me the color of George Washington's white horse? No uh, kidding. It's okay to like a movie and for it to still be bad. Exactly. It's okay. It's, it's fine. So I, look, I'm just, the whole time watching this movie, I'm like, man, can you imagine if Perry White met J. Jonah Jameson? Wouldn't that be like a good movie? Good spinoff? You could I mean Anyway, instead we're gonna get the Han Solo solo movie. Like most importantly, like it doesn't matter what you do at this point, you cannot salvage two hours into the movie, that's how you end the fight. Is with him saying Martha, like there is nothing you can do. It's a lost cause at this point. Yeah, so And there's an hour left. I know, that's what kills me! That's what kills me because I got to that scene and I was like, I was going to text him, but okay, don't worry, the Martha scene's over. I won't be much longer now. Nope. It, it, the movie just keeps on going. So luckily, Lex Luthor is still an evil genius. I mean, at least they got that part. He does have a backup plan. He's just like, 
Okay, gotta do everything yourself around here. If man cannot kill God, then the devil will kill the God. And he <laughs> creates Doomsday. Uh, you're a comic book geek. Tell me about Doomsday. Well, you see, comic book sales were down. So they made a giant monster and killed Superman to get comic book sales back up. You know, I mean, that's the end. Now, I have a, a Harlan Ellison. Also, thing. the story runs actually pretty bad. Yeah, well, that's the thing is... I have to mention it. It's a Harlan Ellison thing. Don't do the Harley Quinn thing. Anyway, Harlan Ellison is a, was a big comic book collector. And he talked about the death of Superman and how the media really went for it. They really thought, oh, yeah, this time that uh, Superman really is dead. Well, the same thing happened in 1983. And the same thing happened like 60 times back in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And it happened before then. You really think DC would kill off their biggest moneymaker? Yeah, sure. And I also believe in the tooth fairy. I also believe that if I'm in a 747 at 30,000 feet in the air, that I'm going to hit a pig while I'm flying. It's not going to happen. Every single time that they try to do this, like, they killed off Superman. What a big, powerful moment for movies. Bullshit. And then he comes back at the end and people are shocked. And they're keeping him in the shadows and hiding him in the Justice League trailer. Are you kidding me? Is anyone going to be surprised when he comes back? Is anyone going to be surprised? I mean, you wouldn't just kill Superman. You, I mean, you wouldn't tease killing him once and then actually kill him just to have him come back in the next movie, right? Listen, it's... They're going to try to make it like it's a big thing, like, oh, we brought him back. If Star Wars brought back Darth Vader... No, Darth, Darth Maul. Darth Maul's school. Brought back Darth Maul. That would be big, because we haven't seen him since 1999. <laughs> I got some news for you, buddy, about a little show called Star Wars Rebels. Imagine if you will. Yeah, he's been back for a while, champ. Oh, God. You got got. Oh, this is this is how far removed I am from this. You Star live Wars. in hell world. You forget. <laughs> I, was, I was desperately always like, oh, I got news for you. I was just like, oh, God, tell me he wasn't in Rogue One during one of the many moments where I looked down at my phone. <laughs> Uh, it was a cinematic masterpiece. The Vistas. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> it broke new ground. <laughs> I feel like Rich Evans and I are talking about this movie. ATSDs. Okay. So. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna come. <laughs> the way he says that, I'm gonna make that my ringtone. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so he releases uh, Doomsday. Now. Imagine if you're me, and you're normal, and you, uh, you're watching the movie, and it's the cave troll from Lord of the Rings. It's, it looks worse. It the CGI look worse. looks worse. It does look worse than the cave troll. The cave troll I at least thought was there. This one, I'm just like, okay, I know that it's just a bunch of pixels moving around on a screen. Whereas, with, like, again, Lord of the Rings look cool, and I was just like, the cave troll doesn't have a name, and he, he calls it Doomsday. It's a, just a big, like, it's just a big demon thing. And it's like, come on. This is so ridiculous. You, you know it's a shitty comic book movie? Because the giant CGI monster appears, and you go... Oh, good. Okay, it's almost over. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, that is that is definitely true. So he's jumping around and destroying stuff. He has laser beams and breath and stuff like that. And he almost gets he almost, he almost gets uh, Batman. And then who comes back to save the day? Gal Gadot. Yes. And I'm just that. This is easily my favorite part of the movie. Where like her music plays and she's like going along. She's being a badass. And this is so cool. I'm just like yeah. I'm like looking around and other people are just like the kind of like skeletons at this point. Like the movie's been going on so long. And I'm just like. <laughs> you guys are missing out, man. And then I'm just like, yeah, I was like, War of Her. She should really, you know, I'm just calling it Warner Brothers. You should give her her own movie. Just think about it. It just looks like the waiting room in Beetlejuice. <laughs> 
Oh, also, hey, here's a question about this finale. So we've been building to this. Jo- I mean, by building to, I mean they just said, "Here's your doomsday," and then there was a monster. That's all the build you got. Oh, yeah. What does Batman get to do in this climactic battle? Uh, uh, Correct. Um, he uh, like Age of Ultron is a bad movie. <laughs> it is not good. But do you know what they did that was smart? They killed off Orson Welles. Correct. But also, <laughs> they had a bunch of CGI robots. You know why? Because half the Avengers are fucking humans. Exactly. And can't fight giant god monsters. And you know what? That's the thing. It's not just Age of Ultron. Do you remember, was it a, the the really old, like I watch a lot of like Cartoon Network, the old cartoons, like the old, what they called the Justice Friends or whatever? Of course. Yeah. It was no, the Justice Friends Justice with Superman. Friends. And not, not the Hey Ar- not, not Hey Arnold, uh, Dexter's Laboratory <laughs> thing with like... Uh, <laughs> The infragable Kronken Val Halen. <laughs> I was wondering what his name was. Val Halen. Thank you. I forgot. And, and Major, of Glory. Major Glory. Major Glory. <laughs> uh, but I remember How like about that. a Honolulu Hotfoot bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, like, I remember on that old one, Batman was always involved. You know, and even though Batman was as human as the rest of them, he didn't, he couldn't fly like the others. He didn't have an invisible jet, but he was, hey, he was buddy, always involved. I got news for you about DC Comics as a whole. Batman is always involved and there's eight different Batman comics going right now. Well, no kidding. Hope you like the entire Bat family. Yeah, yeah. How many Robins are there? Fuck you. That's how many. Uh, yeah, but still, I mean, it's just like, I, I feel like he was kind of worthless in this climax, even though he's like. Correct. Well, I was about to say my favorite character, but he's not. How, how could anyone like this? This is a movie filled with unlikable characters. How am I supposed to like Superman? He's an idiot. How am I supposed to like uh, Batman? He might be even dummer. How am I supposed By the to way, like Perry White? Commits the cardinal sin for movies where the entire plot could be resolved with someone just leaving a post-it note. Hey, man, what's up? Uh, Lex Luthor has my mom and he wants me to fight you. Can you help me? Well, there's that. It could also resolve nope. it with Alfred not being helpful at all. Just he, how does he not know this? How is he not investigating and saying, you know, this Lex Luthor guy seems really fucking shady. By the way, I will say one nice thing about the movie. That warehouse scene's pretty cool. Oh, that warehouse scene kicked Batman ass. That, lays the waste to all that of whipped ass. And again, you know, I sound like such a Chad here. I was like, yeah, man, you know, the badass with breaking people's arms and shit like that. Uh, look. If George Miller had directed this, or... No, no, no. Better, 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 better. What if the guy who did The Raid did this movie? Ooh. Can you imagine? Look, all I'm saying is, you put that scene, like, 30 minutes into the movie, we, we might be having a different story. I'm feeling with, the, uh, something whole different here. Like, The Raid and The Raid yeah. 2. People, look it up. Mm. All right? You gotta I see love The Raid so much. much. Now, mm. that... I mean, that's a Thursday right there. You look at The Raid and Raid 2. You don't need to wake up for Friday. Tell you what. But, Absolutely not. Man, I'm just so... It bugs me, you know, that they had to make the movie like that. And anyway, of course they beat Doomsday. Now, again, there you said there was a Doomsday run in the comics, right? Yeah, Death Superman went on for a while, and then he came back. Yeah, no... It, lo- did not take long, by the way. No, I did just not comics. read the comic series. Again, I know, I'm a plebe here. But, you know, it reminds me of something that I saw when I was in elementary school. Remember the Boo saga of Dragon Ball Z? No, Chris. I don't remember Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> what the fuck are you even saying? Uh, what The reason I bring this up is that is what kind of led me away from Dragon Ball Z. Because they kept having yeah, that bad. stupid pink monster come in there. I was just like, oh, would you beat up Kirby and leave? And they couldn't beat him up. And he just kept coming back for more. And I was just like, oh, God. At least Frieza got killed or at least Cell got killed. I guess. I don't know. I didn't actually By the way, pay attention. Did you ever watch Dragon Ball Z Kai where they cut out all no. of the filler? No, I 
They got the everything from the start of the series up to the end of the Cell Saga onto eight volumes, and the Boo Saga itself is three volumes still. It goes forever. I don't watch anime. Anyway, I guess you do. <laughs> I, I mean, come on now. I just I I, I couldn't get into the boothing, and the reason I I bring this up is that you would think that something as all powerful and godlike as Doomsday, he would be around for a while. He'd be a threat that would last for a long time. One might say a feature length movie, perhaps more than fifteen minutes of a three hour movie. Are you kidding me? Could you? have a more unsatisfying ending to a movie uh, well that's the thing is we have to get into the ending so superman gets killed By the way, big surprise but as soon as they show doomsday in the trailer didn't you immediately know like so batman and superman fight halfway through and then they team up to stop the bigger evil. yeah no kidding um like, God superman gets and then killed. they ruin the wonder woman reveal too god damn it that trailer sucked it's a really good movie. It's, I mean, it's... <laughs> so, so they, they, the, the funeral. Let's get to the part where they nuke him in space. Oh, that's right. So uh, the everyone starts making the sign of the cross, which uh, I think Jesus <laughs> would do that when he turns both the keys and decides to launch a nuclear weapon <laughs> onto God. <laughs> in space. <laughs> they fly into space like, all right, now's your chance to nuke the piss up. <laughs> Nuke the monster in our atmosphere, I guess. No, well, either way, uh, that scene keeps going, and eventually they both die. Uh, and Superman gets dead and buried, and boy, that funeral drags on for another no, 25 minutes. No, 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 minutes. you forget. I did. You forgot I did. so many things what, 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 what is First of all, you forget that he dies in space, and then five minutes later he's okay and comes back. It's like, oh, they teased him dying. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. But you forgot the spear that Lois Lane throws in the water. And then has to go back and get, and then almost drowns. Oh, yeah. Well, that was the thing is, I forgot that she threw it in the water. Because I, I remember the first time when she was looking, I was like, why is she looking for it? I was like, oh, she's the only one who knows. So that's what I get, so I guess. Let, let me ask you a question about uh, him stabbing Doomsday with that kryptonite spear and then both dying. Give me one reason why Wonder Woman couldn't hold that spear. Wait a second. Why not, 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 not. Oh jeez, this movie womps. Well, then how would how would Superman get killed? <laughs> exactly. Wait, 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 movie. Hey, I've got these <clears throat> cool ideas. All right, so how do we get there? Look, you fucking hey nerd, you put on your glasses and tick type type find out a script, but uh, skin in with a sweet shot of Superman getting killed. Okay. So after they both die, it cuts back to Lex Luthor in his in his ship. You guys can tell my voice is dying because I've been screaming about this movie. Um, it, it shows some sort of he's he's submerged in water and he's working with some sort of cobra cyborg god thing. What was that? Oh, you mean the villain of Justice League? Oh God! You gotta be kidding me! <laughs> oh God! Bless America! Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake! Oh fuck! I'm so happy. This was—I regretted this the entire three hours. <sighs> but after the fact, this was <clears throat> such a good idea. Yeah, I guess you actually destroyed my voice. <laughs> my God! I got—you don't understand. I have practice tomorrow. I gotta be yelling at the kids to do their push-ups right. And then I have trivia afterwards. I'm not going to be able to talk to the cute girl that sits on the table next to us. I'm doing you a favor. Oh, well, that's a good point. Yeah, that's that's true. Anyway. <laughs> See, now we should have recorded. <laughs> Fuck Do you. your Batman voice again. <laughs> 
Oh, that would have been perfect. Please say I'm not wearing hockey pads. Just do it for me. I'm not wearing hockey pads. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it might be better than my attempted Christian Bale voice. You know, now I actually sound like Sebastian Bach. <laughs> I watched that Rush documentary where Sebastian Bach talks about him. He does exactly the voice I'm doing right now. It owns that he's on every one of these documentaries. Like, you're on fucking Skid Row. How, what are you doing? How come here? he still sounds like he's 14 years old? I don't get it. <laughs> Look, man. The metal lifestyles. It, I don't it know. takes its toll on Skid Row is metal. It's more like hard rock, but uh, but it was a good Bad Rush rock. documentary. I love that band so much. Anyway. Oh, God. Okay. Let's see if I can make it through this. So Lex Luthor, forty-five minutes. Lex Luthor gets arrested and he's in prison. And uh, Batman comes up to him. There's flashing lights and shit. I get epilepsy, and uh, he threatens to brand him, but doesn't. And uh, he's like, "Oh, I'm going to send you back to Arkham with where my friends are." And I was just like, "Okay, but Lex Luthor is a bad guy. They'll probably team up, and then they'll get the Suicide Squad or something." And then he's like, no, no, the bell's already been rung. That God is dead. And then he runs away and he's just like, ring, ding, 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 ding. And I was just like, is, does anyone find this villain threatening or interesting? Oh God, that or just cool? reminded me. So he's responsible for communicating with the bad guy from Justice League and bringing like all this hell on earth. Yeah. Guess who's cut out of Justice League? Wait, they're not having Jesse Eisenberg? <laughs> that, I mean, hey, cut his ass small blessings. Right people feet. must have got like the people must have read the backlash there and be like, dude, can we can we Look, can we cool between it from that the kid from and it being only two hours? Like, God bless. Yeah, it's still gonna be garbage. Yeah, boy, I hope I can get some honey for my throat. Anyway, um, I'm right here, Dad. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, Martha. So I'm looking at the so Wikipedia you know, here. Superman is dead. There are 20 minutes left in the movie. I looked at the time stamp. I'm not exaggerating. It's at the two hour and 40 minute mark. Everyone's dead. And it's 20 minutes of funeral. See, what really gets me is that everyone is so sad that Superman is dead. You guys were so against yeah. him before. Wrong movie. Sorry. Didn't earn that. Yeah, exactly. Try again next time. And the same thing with arresting uh, Lex. How did they know to arrest Lex? How did they trace it back to him? Because you guys couldn't do it before. The world's greatest detective couldn't fill it up before. Oh, and I want your badge on my desk by I Friday. Fail, I failed him in life. I won't fail him in death. You almost murdered him an hour and a half ago. <laughs> you tried to stab him with a green spear. Okay. I'm sorry, my voice is getting to a point. To the moon, Lois! Oh, God. Should not have done that. Should. Wow. Wow. That hurt. Wow. Okay. So Martha gives an envelope to Lois, which contains an engagement ring from Clark. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that. <laughs> That's really stupid. Um, That's so fucking dumb. Yeah, uh, and what really gets me is on the one that uh, Harlan Ellison, it's like the issue that he's holding up, is like, there's Superman lying dead in Lois's arms, and she's lamenting that she will not, in fact, get to go to bed with him because they weren't married yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, if kissing her will destroy her memory, I wonder what their honeymoon... Anyway, so... Afterwards, after the funeral, they're still talking. It's still going on. I'm like, guys, I got a podcast to record. Can we get on with this? And he's, he's, you know, talking about, you know, Diana and all this other shit. And it's like, and she's like, how do you know they'll fight? And he's just like, the script says, I mean, uh, I just know that they will. Well, we have to because if you look at the release date schedule, actually, we don't have a choice. <laughs> Contractually. We'll be there. Oh, I just remembered my least favorite line in the entire movie. The one that made me... I almost stood up and walked out. 
like the girl actually had to like pull my sleeve and like no come on just keep going uh it actually occurs in the third act uh it's it's where lex said he has his plan and he's like i'm gonna make uh, superman and batman fight and she says you're psychotic and he responds with that is a oh three syllable word for for uh any idea too big for small minds to understand it's like shut up that was in every fucking trailer. That's like the dumbest line I've ever heard. They were so proud of it. Oh, Goddamn, Mike. This movie takes like five different famous story arcs. It does them terribly. It's like, well, you guys can't use that anymore. Well, evidently not. I I, I do not like so, this movie. So here's the question. So Batman just murders people, right? That's his M.O. So what's to stop him from just walking up to the Joker and just shooting him in the face? Well, you know, I, I mean, that's the thing is he doesn't outright murder them in the movie deliberately. I guess it's more like manslaughter with his fucking car. Sure. Uh, yeah, okay. F- I, okay, fair, fair, fair. Per- personally, he's putting all these people in traction. So what's to stop him from putting the Joker in traction? Also, a more important thing, like, I don't want Lex Luthor in these movies if he's going to play him. Right. But, like, he's already a world-famous criminal now for summoning these hellish god monsters so you can't even have the thing where like he's president or anything like that you can't even do the fun lex luther stuff and, and there the is a lot of fun lex luther stuff him being the psychopathic president of the world owning all these insane <laughs> corporations cyborg armies and all this shit now he's, he's just gonna be an arkham well that's what you get um so final thoughts on this uh ultimate uh reaction versus uh the audience at large and critics. I mean, like, I feel like most director's cuts as a whole are pretty bad. I feel like a lot of times the scenes are cut for a pretty good reason. Mm-hmm. This one, like, if you're going to watch this movie, you have to watch this one. And you can almost see, you can see the kernels of the good shit in there. And then Lex comes up. And then once you get to the Martha scene, like, you can just turn it yeah, off there. Because yeah, there's no sound. Uh, 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 well, not quite, because after that, there's still well, a Wonder Woman scene. So. That's that's worth watching. I think yeah, it's really good. Scene. Yeah, the warehouse scene. Holy shit! But that's the thing is, again, I keep seeing good parts here. Like the whole stealing of the kryptonite from Lex Luthor. I thought that could have been really good if, like, maybe the music wasn't like that. Maybe the music was a little bit different. Or if, I mean, honestly, the dialogue was pretty good until uh, Jesse Eisenberg started talking. Uh, and if they had excised that first uh, whole, like, what was it the first four hours with the funeral? Uh, yes. Yeah. Get rid of that. Um, get rid of the stupid parts between Amy Adams and uh, Superman. But then I start thinking about it and the whole Superman Lois Lane thing. I, you know, what? I have to admit, I try to go into every movie and give it a chance, except for Suicide Squad. And I think maybe <laughs> this will impress me. Superman's never going to do it. It, it. The the story is inherently flawed. The character is inherently flawed. I'm never going to like superman there's never going to be an iteration of him that i actually like because i mentioned like the superman cartoon honestly it's not a very good cartoon it's it's definitely no, nowhere I, even near as a kid as good i didn't watch it the batman cartoon now that that's a good cartoon they'll put hair on your chest ladies don't watch it but like the superman cartoon I, I i can appreciate the music and i can appreciate the art but honestly it's just not an interesting character uh except for the lobo episode holy shit oh. why don't they make a lobo movie I really like the Superman cartoon when he teamed up with Batman. That's it. I, I liked it That's when Lobo... Lobo was, again, about the coolest fucking character. Oh, jeez. Man, I, I really want them to bring back Lobo. That's all I gotta say. But 
Anyway, like Superman is just not something that I was going to like. And again, if you people like it, I am I seriously, I don't think less of you. I I'm not calling this a bad movie for idiot babies like I did with like hell a lot of movies that I like. Like Evil Dead 2. I mean, that's I can see why people hate that movie, but I, I love it. I think it's a work of art. I think it's the best horror movie ever made. This one, again, I, I, I just, I don't think I was ever going to like it. I don't know that I'm biased. I just don't think that Superman has ever been interesting. And if you really like it, you know, if someone were to tell me that this was their favorite comic book movie of all time, I wouldn't think less of them. I really wouldn't. I just remember leaving the theater and how much I hated it. And when they announced like those are gonna be the extended R-rated cut, doing the jerk off motion, like, all right, sure, yeah, I'm sure it's great. But it honestly really does improve it. Like, it's still, I don't see myself watching this again unless I make you in the future. But I, I get why people like it now. Well, I can understand. I, I, I suppose I can too. And those, are, I guess, those people can, you know, you know, masturbate over the fact that they were able to get it in theaters without these scenes, and I wasn't. But you know, to, you know, whatever credit people, apparently the people at large don't agree with you. Because, like, I, and I'm not saying, like, oh, Rotten Tomatoes, their number was really low or something like that. But the people I talked to, most of the people I talked to said, yeah, you know what, Batman v Superman, it wasn't good. I, I just think it is a very, very, very poorly done movie the whole way through. Same as Man of Steel. And the same that I'm oh probably God. going to think about uh, Justice League. I mean, you talk about director's cuts. The director's cut did not help Suicide Squad. That movie still sucks ass. I believe you. The only problem with this long cut is a lot of the plot things make sense, but then you also see, like, why are there so many plot threads? Why is it so convoluted to have two people punch each other? Well... You don't need anything in africa oh yeah like that oh. entire thing that is so much of the i'm first gonna be honest with you movie. i'm kind of sick of going to the desert in movies anyway like it worked in the mummy and it worked in lawrence of arabia but when they started doing that shit in transformers 5 i was just like oh would you fucking get out of here i'm so sick God, of this. i've made you watch some good movies this year <laughs> uh, i have to admit this is not the worst comic book movie i've ever seen and not not even close I mean, this doesn't even register in the list of worst comic book movies I've ever seen. Yeah, has seeing this version changed your opinion at all? It has absolutely changed my opinion. It's it's objectively a much better movie than I saw in theaters. Uh, it's still bad. I think it's still a bad right. movie. Uh, in fact, really bad. But, I mean, I've seen so many terrible comic book movies that I'm, I'm, be I'm becoming like you. I'm starting to, uh, I'm starting to like, lower my standards, I guess. I, I mean, this isn't in the same realm as Steel or Howard the Duck oh, or Catwoman God, or Suicide Squad or Batman Forever or Avengers. It's, it's, I mean, come on. It's not even on the same level as those ones. Like the ironically enough, the only thing that would stop me from watching it more is the fact that it is three hours. But the three hour cut's the only way to watch well, it. Well see, I try to get people to watch these three hour movies. They never listen to me. Three hour movies are they can be really good. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh the Seven Samurai is actually four hours long. That reminds me. I went to the bookstore recently. I got a, a book about uh the seven art of Bushido and Seven Super Villains. That reminds me. So <laughs> <laughs> so how come they didn't have Captain America come out and help them? You know what? I'm not going to answer that question because you're trying to get a reaction out of me, and that's fine. <laughs> I also bought a book of the complete works of uh, William Shakespeare. And next week I'm going to be seeing Justice League, aren't I? 
Brevity is the soul of wit. So this three-hour movie about men in capes. Let you down easy, but I think your money gone. 